Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. It's August 9th, 1173. And another remarkable event is about to be uncovered by Aria, Rebecca, and Ali. The Retrospectors. Sometimes the thing's imperfections are what make it perfect. Think, for example, of the Venus de Milo. You know, would it be as loved if it still had its arms? Or would the Canterbury Tales be such a classic if Chaucer had managed to finish them? Oh, yes. Similarly, Sorry to disappoint you. <laughs> I'd be okay. Yeah. Canterbury Tales. Yeah. Harry can only think above. of one example. He might have messed them up if he went on to, <laughs> to debase them with a sequel. They got weirdly right wing further on. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Well, similarly, would we care about the Leaning Tower of Pisa if it didn't lean? As its builders obviously intended that it would not when they began its construction on this day back in 1173. I do agree with you on that. It is the lean of the tower, (laughs) isn't it, that makes it iconic. And otherwise, it's just a white marble bell tower, a campanile, uh, for the cathedral complex in Pisa. But there's dozens of them all across Italy. The one in Florence is twice as tall. They must be so angry, the Florentines. All (laughs) the Pisans did is make a crap tower. But But it's the thing everyone wants to see. Yeah, and it's weird, isn't it? Because I don't know, maybe that maybe I'm just ignorant, maybe everyone knew this but me, but I didn't realise how close the cathedral and everything else was to it because you only yeah. see the photo from the angle of the just the tower itself and maybe someone pretending to hold it up with their finger. When you actually sit from the other angle right next yeah. to the cathedral, it blew my mind. I was just picturing this standalone tower in the middle of a square for some reason. Yeah, and the other buildings are really beautiful. But the reason that they came about is because the construction of the tower and, in fact, the whole complex was basically peaceful wanting to show off because in the 11th century they'd succeeded in sacking the Sicilian city of Palermo and they had so many goodies and treasures in their possession that they wanted a place to display them all and thanks to the huge resources that they'd got from this sacking the governor of Pisa ordered the construction of the cathedral and this is the tower that is was meant to be the bell tower that's the offshoot that became the much more famous of the three buildings that were constructed. I don't think it's a coincidence that the architect's name was lost to history. Because, <laughs> yes. yeah. you know, there was, you'd actively erase it yourself <laughs> if, if you could. Because weirdly, the, the building of the tower was paused 10 years after this date in 1173 for a century because there was right. a war, during which time the foundations settled. And actually, possibly, that might be the reason that the building was able to stand at all, even though it was leaning. But the point is, It was leaning. It was evidently leaning within 10 years of them starting to build it. I feel like at some point between 10 years after this day and the 110 years later when they started to rebuild it again under the guise of having to correct the lean, the architect was like, can we possibly just forget that this was me? (laughs) Would that be okay? 
Yeah, well, it, 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 for hundreds of years, the tower was attributed to the sculptors Guglielmo of Innsbruck and Bonanno Pisano. And that was basically only because there was a book in the 15th century that credited them. But that was 300 years after this day. And there's more recent research which has suggested that another Pisan architect, known only as Dio Tisalvi, is the more probable candidate. We know he also designed the baptistry in front of the cathedral. But the most, I was going to say the most convincing evidence, but actually the most damning evidence is that two of his other known works in Pisa, the church of the Holy Sepulchre and the Bell Tower of St Nicholas also leans so he kind of had a signature <laughs> so the the reason that it leans is that it actually only had three meter foundations and it was set in this weak and very unstable subsoil and so it was really like damned from the beginning except for the fact that its long break as you say Ollie gave the soil time to compact down allowing them as they continued their construction which went on for 199 years before it was completed to try to incorporate the fact that it had this lean, which actually continued to get worse and worse until the efforts to correct it began in the 1900s. But it's not forgivable, that oversight. I mean, we had a kitchen extension and the foundations were about (laughs) 10 foot deep, right? I agree. Yeah. How is it possible that you're going to build a 56 metre high tower in a place which is named, after all, after the Greek word for marshy land, because it's on alluvial (laughs) soil, and you're not going to think Let's just, you know, just uh, like worst case scenario, let's just plan for the worst case scenario. Let's do five metre foundations. Well, one of the questions is, did they know at the time that it was leaning when they first started building it? And we have evidence that they certainly knew by the time they picked up their tools again in 1272. Because when they resumed building, they started building the walls on one side higher to try and compensate, which gives it the unique shape it has. Because we we call it the leaning tower. But if you actually look closely, it's sort of got a banana type Mm. curve to it. And that's from this attempt. The banana tower of Pisa. (laughs) It doesn't have the same ring to it. Well, they didn't know about bananas then, so they probably didn't have a word for it oh, you know true. they didn't have boomerangs <laughs> uh, they actually hadn't discovered curved things at all in this era, uncivilized so <laughs> yeah <laughs> anything they could say was leaning so they were aware and they were trying to balance it out yes. they obviously weren't willing to just knock it down and start from scratch in a less leany location well that architect's name rebecca has been preserved to history giovanni di simone because there's logic there isn't there <laughs> like he was wrong that you could stretch it out by making it heavier on one side. (laughs) But you can at least see what he was trying to do. He was trying to correct the course. It is astonishing how far it ended up leaning because that early tilt was about 0.2 degrees, but then it actually maxed out at 5.5 degrees by 1990, even in spite of all of the efforts that took place to try to correct it, including one in 1934 by Benito Mussolini, who really felt as though the lean of the tower was a poor reflection on the nation's reputation and so allocated resources himself for straightening it up. Only his men then drilled these hundreds of holes into the tower's foundations and then pumped in tons of grout and that didn't work. It actually made it lean further and I guess Mussolini then got distracted with other projects (laughs) because that's how the the tower stayed for quite some time. Well, Mussolini's brand of fascism was all about Italian virility so having a bent phallic symbol as one of Italy's (laughs) most recognisable landmarks 
was obviously not what he wanted. <laughs> that wasn't even the first time that the tower came close to disaster as a result of a harebrained scheme to improve it. So in 1838, there was an architect called Alessandro Garadesca, and he had the brilliant idea that he could make a nice walkway for visitors if he dug away to expose the sunken foundations of the tower. Dude, these foundations go like three metres deep. <laughs> yeah. don't, don't expose them any further. But also, what's the view from the walkway? Like, you, you're looking underneath you well, into three metres depth and above you into a tower that you can't see so, is leaning because you're too close. Well, so it seems like he right. thought that the original intention of the architects was to have that bit showing, but obviously, like, we know they weren't that good because the tower wasn't built very well in the end. So why mm. follow what they're mm. doing? Anyway, within a few weeks of excavation, the tower was leaning by an extra foot and so the plan was called off and the damage obviously then couldn't be repaired. And then obviously you had Mussolini come in and try and straighten the tower out and make it sink even more. So it was this point from sort of the middle of the 20th century up until the 90s when the big renovation started to take place that the tower was at its most perilous lean. Yeah, its top was 15 feet further south than its bottom. Mm. So it had an incredible lean before they started the latest effort to actually stabilise it. But stabilise is the important word, isn't it? Because yes. what's changed, you know, between Mussolini and the 1990s is that there's a widespread recognition that it's important that it leans. Like if they straightened yeah. it out, no one would go and see it anymore. So they need to, it needed to be leaning, but not leaning so much it's going to topple. One of the curious things about the tower is that it's very much not susceptible to earthquakes. And there have been a bunch of really strong earthquakes in the region since it was constructed. But its invulnerability is put down to this thing called dynamic soil structure interaction, DSSI, which basically amounts to the the idea that when the ground wobbles, the tower stays pretty much static and so is therefore not affected by things that other buildings might be and therefore is not particularly prone to falling down because of earthquakes. I quite like the idea of having earthquake-proof leany buildings everywhere. Yeah, <laughs> that's what you've got to do. Yeah. Why hasn't this caught on? Better for Instagram, better for not falling down at all. <laughs> well, I mean, you say that. It's interesting, isn't it? Like, Rebecca <laughs> mentioned the other buildings in Pisa that are also crooked. The cathedral itself is also crooked. <laughs> but everyone goes to see the bell tower next door. There's an 11th century church that's about two miles east of the tower with a five-degree tilt. But no one goes yes. to see that because it's not very tall. Like, it's only three stories. It's less impressive. It just looks like a building falling down. But it's the same thing. Whereas 400,000 visitors pay to climb the tower each year, someone needs to try and work out a way to spread that money around a bit. <laughs> it also isn't the leaniest tower in the world. That accolade goes to the leaning tower of Suerhusen, which is a German steeple that was erected between the 14th and 15th centuries that officially outleaned its Pisani rival in 2009. And the Guinness World Record keepers calculated that its tower's tilt now is a full 1.2 degrees further than Pisa's when it was at its very worst in the 1990s. It's also now the most monitored monument in the world um, because the amount of sensors inside hourly readings on the external and internal temperatures, the wind velocity, the soil movement, which is weird, really, isn't it? Because actually, if it does properly start to collapse, like through some natural disaster or through some unforeseen thing, what are you going to do? Well, I think the only thing we can say for certain is that there's going to be a lot of pictures of the Tower of Pisa collapsing with someone in the <laughs> foreground yeah. holding their fingers up in a little pitch. Someone pushing it down. <laughs> Tomorrow. He can look like a savage wolf one minute. The next, he hmm. plays with a little Indian child and wears an almost silly smile. Love the show? Support the show. Patreon.com slash Retrospectors. 
part of the ACAST Creator Network. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.